Wonderful. So we've got plenty of time for questions. Have you got questions for any of us or any fantastic pitch tips or stories that you guys might like to <coughs> share? I think um, people, you know, I think everybody gets quite nervous. It is that pinnacle of, you know, you've got to perform. And, and to turn that into like a positive energy as opposed to <laughs> clamping up. So um, one of the things that we've done in the past, and you know, sometimes I still do, is to give people words that they have to use in the pitch. And if they don't, <laughs> it's their round afterwards. Uh, and <laughs> usually they don't mention the word, but it kind of takes the edge off. And it's, you know, they're only humans sitting opposite you. And I think, you know, it can be a little bit overblown and a bit too stressful. So helps if you can lighten it a bit. I think that's a good one. My, my ex-boss boss actually, um, I asked him how he was never ever nervous in a pitch and he just said he imagined everyone in the room doing an enormous poo. <laughs> I don't know how helpful or not that is, but now every time I go into a pitch, I just kind of pretend not that everyone's doing a poo, but pretend that I'm human, I'm not nervous and that helps. My question is, how do you address an innately boring pitch? You're not working with your A-team internally. The client doesn't excite you. The brief doesn't excite you. But it's something that needs to be done because your company needs revenue. Seriously, if you're pitching for something that you're not passionate about, are you going to be passionate about it working for that actual client anyway? My whole thing would be like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. Um, that's me as an ECD, right? Um, and we all understand those things. The thing is, as soon as you go into a pitch and you're not all in for it, the likelihood of winning it is zero anyway. But the thing is, and, and I think the key is, there's two sides to that coin. One is the management, really. We have a room 101. Casey has never experienced it yet, but the room 101 is shit and put it back in. And in fact, we did that once, and we wrote a brilliant letter saying, very sorry, but you either have to change your budget or change the brief, but the two don't fit. And we explained why, and, and it went away. And then, when we got a phone call saying, ah, will you pitch? Because what had happened was, four poor agencies, bless their cotton socks, had sweated over this massive pitch, submitted, the guy who's in charge goes, where's Crown? Because he knew us. And he said, oh, well, he wrote this letter. And he said, well, that's really bloody right. So he then ditched two agencies, and they have spent a lot of revenue and time, and it is not fair, you know, but that's just life. And then we pitched, and we won. So sometimes you shouldn't look at it as like a lost cause. On the other hand, you as a team, that's your management. They need to decide that. But you as a team, if you get something that shit, try and make the best of it. I've talked about caravans for an hour to a client. <laughs> I really didn't want to do it. I thought it was the worst possible lunch I could have. But you know what? Their enjoyment made me enjoy it. And actually, you know, it wasn't that bad. So there must be a way of finding something in it. I mean, sometimes a dull brief allows you to be really brave because you're going, well, I'm not going to enjoy it unless we really go for it. So let's just just go for it because if we l if we if we're dull, we'll lose anyway. So let's just be a bit braver and just see whether they will buy the brave idea or not. So if you're that person, then you just need to turn around and go, okay, shit brief, going to change it slightly. I'll bring the rest of the team up. I believe in this and I'll do it. But you need at least, I, I I'm a great believer in it. You need at least one person within that team that really believes in it. 
Um, otherwise, you won't get down that scenario of kind of like bringing it back up again, because you'll all be like, "Yeah, right, well, I'm going to see you later. What, well, who's doing what? I can't. Mean, yeah, what? Bye." That you get that. So you need at least one person to bring it up. And uh, if you're part of that team and you're like, "Well, I'm responsible for it, and I'm the one that will bring it back up," then then do it. But also, don't be afraid of turning around and saying, "Look, in the long run, I think," and put a plan together. Saying, okay, the cost of the pitch will be X. Um, will we win it percentage-wise because we don't believe in it, did all of this, then this is, well, you don't have to position it like that, but do you know what I mean? Do a forecast and then just present that back saying, this is going to cost you this much money and we're not 100% sure that we're going to win it because of dollar. Do you want to still do it? If you're still getting pushed back, then that's the point when you just turn around and go, right, okay, well, I'll be the leader, I'll push it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say, say as well, I'm just thinking about... Um, what really makes a difference and I think actually if you go into a uh, briefing in your agency and the client's dull and the brief's dull and everything seems dull then actually the agency isn't also doing the right job in terms of bringing that briefing to life now it's not your responsibility but it could be your creative directors it could be your planner whoever it is that's in control of actually getting you that's their job you know their job is to get you enthused about what you're going to do and get your creative juices flowing. So I'm just thinking, actually, Hannah and I worked on something for... It was, like, for, for dent Australian dentists um, to get them to recommend daily mouthwash as part of a three-step program. Um, it doesn't sound very, very exciting. It was probably really boring. It's kind of B2B. It's medical, so you can't really say anything about products and what have you. There are lots and lots of constraints. But we had a particular planner who was genius. So we turned up. The first thing he did is he gave us a, a, a dental mask, dental gloves, and dental tools, which he'd gone to the dentist to, to go and get the day before. Um, he rocked up and he had clips of the dentist from Finding Nemo. And he was like, this is actually a pretty good representation of what an Australian dentist is like. And this, what you're wearing, is how a dentist in real life is kind of, you know, their experience of their patients is mediated through these tools and through this kind of protection. They, they don't, you know, they can't touch, they can't breathe, they can't feel. Um, and then launched into something which for a really boring product actually got us really excited and got us to a really interesting place. Um, so I think the other thing to think about is how can your agency make those briefs a little bit better? Because it's not your responsibility on your own. I think it's, you know, it's the responsibility of the agency to do something really exciting with that. Um, who else has got questions? I was wondering, because especially coming from your uh, experience, and the other day I was watching a presentation, so is it just one good idea, go and present, or not to take the risk and have like two or three, that maybe one of them you don't believe that much? I think it's always the best... The best ideas will come from people that uh, believe in one idea strongly. And as we were all discussing before, when you carry a team and everyone believes in it, you've pretty got a, you know, a good success rate of coming out of it with you know, winning it. Um, it's always great to have backup ideas because clients are clients. And as we all know, they do like the word no, and that's not right. And uh, that's too expensive. So what else have you got? But the core idea... Technically, if, if you've got the heart of it and you know you, you understand the brand and the product or whatever it is, um, that's that's the you know that's that's the point that you need to make. So regardless of how it's executed and how it's brought together, you know that core idea technically needs to remain the same. If you think it's the best idea, there is no point of having five ideas 
for everything that's when you know before the initial stages you know people discuss the ideas and get together but when you pitch you pitch that idea and you give it everything and if the client comes back and goes actually you know no we don't like it then you know unfortunately if that was your best idea and that was the best that you could give it unless they're going to ask you to repitch you've generally lost it anyway but as long as you feel like you've given it all and everyone feels like that you know they've put everything into it then I think it doesn't really matter whether or not you had another three ideas sitting back at the office and god they might have liked one of those it doesn't matter because none of the team would have really liked those and they thought that was the best one so generally nine times out of ten the client's going to like the best idea that you've got rather than the other three that are sitting back at home. That's what I think, no, personally. Actually, yeah. I, I do sort of agree, but I slightly disagree as well. Um, <laughs> um, we, I mean, I suppose it's sort of linked to the first question as well about some of the more conservative clients and the brief doesn't seem so exciting. Um, and, you know, there's obviously really lovely brands out there that I'm sure we all want to work with and you know there's probably be lots of crossovers um, but not all brands are really really exciting um, and we have this thing of like a sliding scale it's like this is where the brand is now um, this is where we'd love them to be which is almost we know it's too left field um, but we'll pitch you know three or four ideas taking them from safe through to the crazy idea um, but we love all of them, apart from probably the safe option, um, which we do. Maybe we compromise ourselves sometimes, but I think it depends on the client. You have to sort of make a judgment on whether it's um, quite an old school, traditional client or whether it's something, um, someone, you know, a bit more fun, vibrant, more contemporary. Um, so, yeah, in terms of our studio, um, we, do, we do go in with several ideas sometimes. Um, but hand on heart, we do... Apart from probably the safe option, we do believe in all of them, um, and I don't feel like we compromise ourselves. It's more trying to gauge the client, because sometimes you try and get to know them as well as you possibly can, but it's only when you're in that pitch, and once you've won a pitch, that you really get to know a client. So they might love that crazy idea, but you know they'll end up somewhere further down the scale. So I, I agree to disagree on both terms, because... Um, and I'll present you with the facts and then you can tell whether I am guilty or not guilty. Um, I hereby declare my facts to you guys as you're my audience. Um, I, I kind of agree with both of you, right? But fundamentally, the, the research that we've done and the comments that we've got back is that a client will buy into you, right? So you can, and an idea is not a big idea, right? Until, not on a pitch stage, until you guys have worked together and then it becomes a big idea because as you progress together and build that relationship, that idea becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you release it, right? They do actually buy into you. So it's mainly up to you about well, how you want to present your ideas. Um, so if you want to go down the route of going like three ideas or one idea, it doesn't matter because fundamentally they will buy into people they don't buy into an agency either, they buy into people. And it is about a relationship. I know so many pictures that we've been into that they've stood up in and gone, brilliant, blah, 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 love this, you won this pitch because of you and you and you. And they point at people. And it's because, you have to bear in mind, they're going to have to spend most of their time with you working on the rest of their work. And if they believe that you 
you're passionate about their brand and that you're going to be the one working on it, then they'll buy into you. So um, I know there's been a couple of pictures. I'm not going to mention agencies' names or, or clients, but there have been ones where I've been in an agency against another agency, and the reason that one agency didn't win it was because of the per person that they had in the room um, wasn't the right person to present the work and didn't fit the brand. So that's another thing. Really, really be careful about who you get to present your work because you can do the work, but you may not be the right person to present it. Um, and I know that hurts because you were the one that came up with the ideas and you did everything, but have the right person in the room to present it because if you are not that brand and that person, then it kind of, it, you do see it. And I know it's about being yourself, but at the same time, you have to kind of represent that brand. So, okay, so what happens if you're shit at presenting? Because I'm sorry, but not everybody is great in front of a client presenting. So you can't, yeah, you can't. All I'm saying is, you just be, just be careful. Like, I, you know, I've got a couple of creative guys I know that I would never ever put them in a pitch, pitch moment. But there's also being right for the brand. So, for instance, can I? Um, okay, um, I'm allergic to mushrooms. Um, I'm not, but I'm allergic to mushrooms. We're going for a pitch for mushrooms. Um, obviously, I detest them badly, but I've come up with a wicked idea for it. The problem is, every time I think of mushrooms, I feel sick. That type of thing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Or you're not a particular reader of a magazine or something, and you're pitching for that, but you come up with an idea, so someone else is, is there an advocate of it, so probably better off getting them to do it, that type of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I n I've normally ever only gone in with one idea, or I don't know. I think the biggest mistake is presenting a second idea because someone's told you you have to present a second idea and you don't believe in it. Because I do think there's a different mindset. If you present one idea, clients thinking, do I like it or not? If you present two ideas, it's a bit more, which idea do I like? So I think you should be able to suss out before you pitch whether they are the big dramatic idea. And also your timeline thing, sometimes you just don't have time to do two ideas justice, so you'd be better off going in and presenting one and doing it well. But I think that's the biggest mistake, is people quite often say, we must have two ideas. And one of them, you just really, really don't believe in it. And it, you can really see it when you present it. So. I think it's different for everyone, myself. Um, I remember presenting to Western Union once and they wanted three ideas and we did the same thing where we were just like, yeah, we could have presented you three ideas and we basically went in there and said, we could have presented you three ideas, but the time thing, we didn't have enough time, so it was either stretch ourselves and do a really crappy job or concentrate on doing two routes, which we actually really believed in um, and went down that route. And, th you know, they understand. You just need to explain to them, look, you know, we actually really believe in these two ideas, so why would you want us to do a third crappy one that probably would have taken us like five minutes and look like shit anyway? I have a question, actually. It's just a bit generic. Um, just if anyone's got any opinions on crowdsourcing, Ag you know, creative agencies that thrive off of crowdsourcing. Well, I, think, uh, I think there's some interesting possibilities there. I think the, the challenge with all of these is to get the right planning. I think a lot of these, these platforms tend to have a brief set by the client and then people answering the brief and they might be creative and they might not have a strategic head and actually I really believe as a creative person that that like the beauty and the, the little gem is in the creative strategy you know if you can find something that you love in there then anything that you do from there is is magical and that's why working with magical people that think magical things like you know is, is so important and why dull planning is like the death of any chance you ever have of winning a pitch. Um, so I think that's the that's a challenge with those platforms. I don't think they're bad or or 
good and you know we we have one ourselves that she says and 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 it's doing really really well but i think that's a challenge for people working on those briefs is to find that bit of magic no 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 i talk a lot and sorry but um make things right they don't have to be perfect but do prototypes they could be made out of cardboard and they could have things flashing inside them or whatever they don't have to be perfect for a picture as long as they make a point a demonstration and you just say that right so we we've done a couple of things made out of cardboard boxes like cut out with things and stuck wires in and blah 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 crude as you like but if it demonstrates something <laughs> innovative <laughs> use that just i just did that for that was that was for theater um then yeah make stuff because you know what it breaks up the presentation as well because you're handing stuff out and they're all having a look and everyone's going Ooh, wow look at that look. Yeah, if the client can physically see it there, it's like you've got them like 99% sitting there in your hand because they're already beginning to think next stage after like having it there in their hands. Like previous stuff's really great when you can do like 3D modeling and you know um, stuff as they can see on screen. But once they have something physically sitting in their hand or that they can see like you know like I said like a model or whatever you know some flashing lights in there, yeah, blue tack and some poster paint and some uh, yeah fairy up liquid bottles. No, you know really really nice stuff. Um, it really makes a massive difference. No, totally, I agree. If you look, if you're interested in pitching your stuff, as I said, you know we're looking for. For grads, those of you who might be in your first couple of years, even those of you who might be a bit more advanced than that but are interested in, in sort of doing a little bit of pitch on your work and what you love, uh, please uh, mail us uh, and then you'll have six minutes and ten seconds to uh, present your work on the 1st of March. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming.